Hello, you are listening to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, Trigo, Sezzle, and Silk. Headline number two, Starbucks plans to offer delivery via DoorDash nationwide by March of 2023. According to Chain Storage, on Wednesday, January 17th, which was yesterday, yes, the coffee giant began offering online delivery via DoorDash in Actually, Wednesday was the 18th, so that that article was incorrect, and yeah, so I apologize for that, OmniTalk fans. The coffee giant, regardless, began offering online delivery this week via DoorDash in Northern California, Texas, Georgia, Florida, and other select markets, and plans to expand the service to additional markets over the coming months. In the U.S., customers will be able to have access to Starbucks delivery via DoorDash on iOS and Android devices, in addition to the DoorDash website. This is important. The monthly DoorDash Dash Pass membership program, say that 10 times fast, also means Starbucks customers pay $0 in delivery fees when ordering through DoorDash. Michael, my question for you is this. Is the Dash Pass smartly becoming DoorDash's own very formidable version of Amazon Prime? What are we looking at here? Well, I think the Dash Pass is interesting. And yes, it can absolutely lead down that road. Ooh, cool. Um, And I like it a lot. The thing I don't like, and I'm a little bit salty about this based on personal experience, is it's about time. Like, how come Starbucks has not been on DoorDash, and why are they not more complete on Uber Eats? And full disclosure, though, it's based on doing projects in places like the Midwest and not being able to get effective Starbucks delivery (laughs) at 5.30 p.m. when you have to work till 11 p.m. at night. But, you know, this this to me feels like uh, for Starbucks them catching up to the future that's already existed for a few years. However, I do like the advances that DoorDash is making with their with their um, pass. And I actually think DoorDash and Uber Eats need to have sort of a second and third round of innovations, both from a user interface standpoint and a delivery quality standpoint. I, I don't think their delivery qualities are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point in the game, they've they've captured such a large share of the markets they, they should be fantastic across the board. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and let's go to you next. What do you think here? So I I love this. You do? I think I it's, figured you would. Uh, it's so brilliant. I was joking with Ship's Rena Hurst, uh, like, uh, shipped. when are you going to bring, you're doing curbside pickup Starbucks. Like, when are you going to start bringing that out? Right, through at Target, Shipt, right? At yeah, Target, yeah. yeah. And so I'm going to bring up one other thing. So at NRF, Chris, Target's head of food and beverage, Rick Gomez, said in, in one of his sessions, that the number two item mm-hmm. that is ordered from the Target and Starbucks pickup partnership that they just did are cake pops. Oh, 100%. Doesn't surprise me at all. Does, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, but this is what it changed for me and what, what I think is important about, because yeah. I, I think Starbucks is really the one here who I'm focused on, mm. not so much DoorDash. Mm. And that is that Starbucks has found an opportunity through curbside pickup and now through DoorDash, sorry, through curbside pickup with Target and now through DoorDash, to create a new type of shopping experience for a parent. Mm -hmm. Now you are giving me an experience, a reason to choose Target, to choose DoorDash, because it's not just about me getting my coffee when I'm picking it up as a parent. Now it's about we're having, my kid and I are having an experience together. We get excited about going Mm -hmm. to Target together to pick up that order because now it's this, this surprise and delight moment that we get to have together, which is one of the reasons that you choose to go to a shopping destination or choose to use a shopping app. And I think that that's another thing here that 
as Starbucks continues to perfect delivery, little things like making sure that, you know, you have the stickers covering the seal so that the coffee's hot when it arrives, that there's, you know, new types of like delivery carriers like we saw with Starbucks curbside pickup. I think as Starbucks continues to expand and perfect delivery, this is going to continue to catapult Starbucks as as one of those trip drivers, even more so than mm-hmm. it already is. So you like, so you basically, net net, you like the move from from Starbucks, particularly in terms of how they're increasing their distribution across exactly. pickup uh, capabilities with big retailers like Target. Exactly. Through this partnership with DoorDash, you think it creates new moments as a parent with the cake pop, which I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna definitely do that. I think try this out. Yeah, Jonathan, are are you gonna are you gonna continue the streak of all of us agreeing with each other? Or are we gonna get some debate in this show here soon? Um, I don't know if I'm going to agree or disagree. I'm just going to make a different point. I'm going to ignore your question, Chris. Um, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I would expect um, that from you. Um, no, I tell you what I thought when I read this was I thought a hundred years from now, retail archaeologists go digging through artifacts, right? And they'll find this. They'll find this new story. And I think they will say that is the moment that work from home replaced the third space. Oh, wow. Hmm. Five years ago, remember, deep, actually. Yeah. We, we weren't going to go into offices, but we were going to be going into a third space. We were all going to be doing our work in Starbucks stores. Do you remember that? Yeah, yes. I do. Yep. And then sure. this little this little thing called COVID happened. And then I think this is kind of the archetype of work from home is crystallized. Starbucks now has to come to you. It has mm-hmm. to grow its network to come to you. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think it's a marker. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. God, you got me thinking about like hotels, like everyone in hotels going to have a dash pass now because like you're just, and they're going to be just delivering coffee and mass from Starbucks every morning at all these hotels. Um, you know, for me, I, I liked it. And the reason I posed the question the way I did yeah. was the value of the dash pass seems to be getting more compelling every week we do this show. Yeah. Like last week we had the returns thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's of course the delivery component that's ongoing. Um, but it's also, and that's also why I wore this hat today, Ann, oh, which God. we haven't talked about yet, but I wore my buy with prime hat. I can see that. Because I think also what's fine, what what it got me thinking about last night, and I'm curious how you guys think about this too, is like, what's the value of my Prime membership anymore when I get right down to it? Like two-day delivery for me, it's not that compelling anymore. So like the move to buy with Prime could be. And so I was kind of thinking like, as cool as we made buy with Prime sound last week, it's almost like a necessity now for Amazon to make that work, to keep driving the value here. Because for the first time in my life, I was actually questioning, why do I have this? And I don't know if you guys feel the same way. And, I, and Michael, I saw you shaking your head. What what were you what are you thinking there to that comment? Yeah, well, I thought you're taking it to a different place. I think this will be the first time we can debate today. I I actually think the value of the Prime membership is exceptionally undervalued. The convenience that it has mm-hmm. placed on my life and the mm-hmm. premium that I am uh, willing to pay for that is extraordinarily more than what I'm paying for my prime membership. Right. I've gotten to a place and I'm, I'm in the retail business. I'm technically a retailer. So right. I understand the numbers and it, it's like, it, it's not a good, it, it's terrific for the consumer. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to go to a mall. I can get whatever I want. In mm-hmm. certain cases, I can order a stack of legal pads and it shows up at my house the same day. I mean, that is fantastic, mm-hmm. not profitable for Amazon. So what that looks like down the road is, is sort of a different story. But I think the Prime membership is is actually wildly undervalued for the premium that it provides me in my life. Interesting. Jonathan. Well, I was going to say, until DoorDash does Thursday Night Football or the Prime <laughs> 
Right, but that's a good question. Like, where does it right. go? Does it go into those realms at some point? I don't know, you know? I mean, I, th I do think we underestimate the content value of Amazon Prime, and I don't think you'll yes. miss it. You won't that's miss it me until too. it's gone, yeah. right? And it's not just in the US. I mean, I said Premier League for a reason, right? Which is they now have a whole tranche of the English Premier League. They have a bunch of rugby, which is my sport. So, you know, I I'm not as exciting as uh, as Michael ordering legal pads on a Thursday. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, but but I do like my football and my rugby. I think you're right. The media you part is great, key. You bring you bring up a great point, though. I mean, the content access through Amazon Prime is absolutely ridiculous. So, what is that worth? I mean, think about what you used to pay, and I'm going to date myself. But when you used to go and, and rent a VHS from Blockbuster, mm -hmm. right? I mean, think right. about the amount of times that you're procuring content through Amazon Prime and what you're paying for it. And it's right. it's pretty remarkable. But the interesting thing is we're not saying delivery is what is captivating us necessarily, potentially. And, and I, you know, so I think that's interesting.